Someone just shot an arrow into my backyard. An arrow, not a kid's toy. An actual arrow was just shot into my backyard. What do I even do with that? Reduce taxation on the peasants? And there wasn't a note attached, though presumably someone has been kidnapped. I actually got a handwritten letter in the mail today. Doesn't that just send chills down your spine? Handwriting is scary now. It's reserved for only those who are dying and very close to death. But the letter was written out to this address, and it read in very large text on a very small paper, Hi, Jeffrey. My name is Sarai. I buy houses in cash and close fast. I take care of all closing costs. Please call me for an offer. So this is about the house that I just bought. But no Jeffrey was involved at any time during the process. I purchased the house from a business owned by two women. The mere fact that someone is out there with a pencil and a tiny notepad incorrectly cold-calling houses to purchase them gives me this unaccountably strange feeling. Because letters are terrifying. Think about receiving an email from someone from college that says, How are you doing? Thinking of you. That's nice. Now think about receiving a letter with the same text. That's frightening. And part of it is because, for whatever reason, we no longer want anyone to know where we live. Like, some of our close friends and relatives know where we live, but no one else does. It used to be that practically anyone in town knew our full names, parents' names, and our location on a map. But ever since the Stranger Danger era, we're just suspicious of everyone. Yet we share the minutiae of our daily lives, so that thousands of strangers know what we ate for breakfast this morning, but even some of our closest friends don't know where we actually live. Not me, though. I willingly post my full name and address anywhere. I've been in small business long enough that it doesn't even phase me. Want to find me? I'm right here. Do a who is. It's right there. About 2,000 utility companies, web services, e-commerce portals, and unknown online vendors already know where I live, what my name is, and probably the last four digits of my credit card or social. Why would I be scared of you? I'm already screwed. And to be honest, I've been stalked by three or four people since I was 12, because that's what happens on the internet. If none of them have killed me yet, the odds are good. Most people are just afraid of their identity being stolen, which I think is ridiculous. Does anyone want to steal my identity? That's fine. Take it. I've never been afraid of identity theft. Most people have millions of dollars in identity theft protection already that they'll never use through credit cards, bank accounts, and even their homeowner's insurance. Working at the accounting firm taught me that there's really nothing you can't fix with a polite tone and reams and reams of documentation. It's actually more convenient for me to just gamble with the fact that I might someday have to fix an identity theft than to go out of my way to avoid it. A post office box? Who wants to go to the post office? It's like going to a library. In all my life, and this includes working at an accounting firm, I've only seen a case of identity theft in the wild once or twice. Identity theft impacts about 3% of Americans every year and costs approximately $1,500 each time. But it sounds terrifying, doesn't it? Identity theft and identity theft protection is all about marketing. Because someone stealing your identity sounds horrible. You need that protected. But most cases of so-called identity theft just involve swiping your credit card at an ATM. It's really more authentication fraud. It's very rare that identity theft involves actually stealing your identity. And most people who steal your identity will be doing so after you're dead. But by all means, take my identity. Most of the people I know who are concerned about identity theft have literally nothing of value. In fact, they have negative value because of all their debt. Having their identity stolen could potentially increase their credit scores, if they even know what their credit scores are. 
And that's another problem about our society today. We have a very weird culture right now that mocks being an adult. Getting your shit together enough to have an independent, sustainable life is now considered to be so special that it has its own term, adulting. And that isn't good. We shouldn't be glorifying the fact that we are overgrown children. It used to be that you started work at age 14 in the mines. Now we're whining that we might have to flip burgers to get through college. There's a limit to how much we can excuse due to a bad economy. Our country was literally founded by people who had nothing and ran out into the woods and, well, they murdered a lot of people, but I'm sure that took hard work. Because they murdered a lot of people. Certainly, you can't just decide to take over Utah because of Manifest Destiny now, at least not unless you're already a rich white man. But it's not as hard as we're making it out to be. I started working when I was 14. My first job was at a car rental service and it sucked. I changed oil, tires, and brake pads, and I kept the cars clean and maintained. But that's not the point. The point is that when I told my friend about my first job, he asked, no shit, isn't it illegal for children to work? This is the problem that we have. We've overextended education and underextended life experience. I have worked since I was 14, and yes, that's perfectly legal. Most of my friends, and I have to say this, it's most of my minority friends, have been working since they were 12. I supported my mother and I put myself through college. At times, I had three jobs so I wouldn't go into debt, but that was a normal experience for me. Other people I know didn't have a job until they graduated college at 24. And I'm not criticizing them, don't think I'm doing that. Because it was much harder for them than it was for me, and that's my point. It was harder for them. I was indoctrinated into adulthood and responsibility at a very early age, when I was still learning. That also meant that I was able to acclimate slowly and learn at my own pace. I made all my mistakes as a child, when it wouldn't follow me into adulthood. I can't imagine trying to adjust to a work environment where I've literally never worked before as a young adult who is expected to be self-sufficient right away. That must be terrifying. I learned how to be in a work environment when I was in my teens, and that meant I got all the awkward social weirdness and work ethic problems out of the way before my brain was formed enough to feel terror and shame. These people walk in as fully formed 20-something adults and they're expected to suddenly be adults, but they're really just in the same place as a 14-year-old kid. There's a huge level of cognitive dissonance when you're expected to know how to file your taxes, do your laundry, and cook all at once magically, even though no one told you how to do it or expected you to do it before. It's like one of those big goofy babies that stayed in the womb 11 months and came out unable to move or lift its own head. Alright guys, have a fantastic night. Tune in Monday through Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. Central and follow me on Twitter at JakeyLoIndia.